0: My name is Ian, I get to be the young adult pastor here at Freedom Center Church, and I have a wonderful guest here, and he is right over
1: um, on the other side of the city here. Keegan, what's happening? Not a whole lot, just living the, uh, the quarantine life. It's, not, it's going pretty <laughs> well so far. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, so it's been a couple weeks since we've
0: had you on. What's new?
1: Um, well, uh, we've, we've hunkered down a little bit more over the last few days than we did last week um, but the sun is shining today which is great um, it was out yesterday which was also great and a rarity in Michigan right um, so this oh, is yeah. probably our spring and then it's who knows <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get some snow but we've been doing a lot of yard work outside which has been pretty good so enjoying the uh, enjoying the Sun and enjoying the warmer weather sweet
0: yeah you know speaking of spring um, there's a lot of as a sports fan, there's a lot of things that would be going on right now, and something that I, I'm actually fascinated by that is still going on, for whatever reason, the NFL is still
1: doing the draft. I, I, right. I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted by that. It's crazy. It's crazy. I. It's. I mean, as we're looking at, you know, coming up on the, the surge, um, as the, uh, they've been calling it, you know, it's, it's nuts that we're. You know, looking at gathering so many people together right. and moving forward with this and and that as well, it's just it's a little bit much right now. <laughs> but maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's a good thing. Maybe it'll give us something uh, we we can distract ourselves with. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you know, you and I were big baseball fans, and and we should be you know a week a week into two weeks into baseball season by now. And and there's nothing. And I I can only read the same articles or read the you know, Baseball America Top 100 prospect lists so many times before I get bored. Uh, What are you doing in in response to the loss of sports as a a way to pass time or as a hobby?
1: Oh, yeah. So I've been really – I've been feeling it lately with baseball. You know, I wore my Tiger hat on opening day, and I I may have (laughs) cried a little bit. (laughs) Um, But uh, I've actually been going back and looking at some old – highlights um of course as a Tigers fan you know I had to watch the Maglio Ordonez home run back in 2006 a few times over again you know just to help me get through the day um so actually looking back through some old highlight clips has been pretty nice um and then um I I've been doing kind of the same thing as you uh looking through the top 100 draft picks numerous times (laughs) I I might be able to name them all in order (laughs) it's uh
0: yeah it's funny how we uh There's something that could be so integral, not even, I guess integral is a little bit strong of a word, but something that's so normal in life, you know, that, you know, water is wet, taxes are due on April 15th, baseball season starts, and, you know, it's just this, this part of spring that we get to have, you know, it's almost a rite of passage to get to here for Lowe, the winner, the time has come, you know, the, I I don't have it memorized, but the whole uh, Ernie Harwell bit, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and we don't get that this year. And it's, it's another one of those things that we get as a reminder that life is a little bit different, but,
1: um, right. Yeah. It is, it is definitely, but that's not what we're here
0: to. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're going to, um, I, we have a really fun, topic of the day in store um, we're going to talk about humor and levity as a believer and uh, we did a, quite a bit of research on this because it is it is in in some cases it's a really simple topic but in a lot of cases more than we realized I think uh, and you can speak to this it was a lot more complex than we had realized
1: it is absolutely um, upon you know first glance I when I look at the the, the topic I you know, you're thinking of jokes and sarcasm and, and what have you, but when you really get into it, there's actually a way to use humor strategically and a way to use humor mm-hmm. that is really honoring to God. And uh learning about the um the the tightrope that you walk, you know, between using humor yeah. in a in a negative way as opposed to in a way that honors God while still being funny. I mean, that's really the point is, is a very interesting, uh, it's an interesting thought. And I've spent quite a bit of time reading about it actually, since we, since we discussed the topic and I've found it pretty fascinating. Yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, the notes that you had sent me that through your studying, it, it just, it seems like it starts with joy. It starts with joy, you know, and, and just that Surpassing, you know, we've heard joy that surpasses all understanding, and and all of those things. Um, but you, you sent me, you know, Jesus on the cross says, therefore, you now have sorrow, but you will see again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy will no longer take you. That's John sixteen twenty two. Um, so you sent me that, and you, you. So what did that mean to you as you read that?
1: Yeah. So in in that verse in particular, um, this was Jesus talking to his disciples, and he said this to them shortly before. Uh, being taken away to be crucified. Um, And when I read that chapter, um, it seemed very prophetic to me um, at that time, and it's very prophetic today. I mean, clearly he's pointing to his coming resurrection um, in the verse. And I think it does tie into um, our time on earth today pretty uniquely. Um, And I, I think it's interesting to look at a couple of different perspectives from which we could look at this verse. On one hand, you could read this and say, even in my darkest hours, I will find my joy in you because this is what you did in your darkest hour and because this is your promise to me. You know, I, if Christ yeah. can do it and look to joy in his darkest hour, I can too. Um, yeah. Another way to look at it is you could read this and say, ask yourself, you know, why have dark hours? Joy can never be taken from me. It's a gift yeah. from God. So maybe I need to get myself out of the way and allow God to express this gift through me. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, um, you know, Job mentions he will fill your mouth with laughter. We have Job that's, um, you know, I, I think I don't know. I think if I was a writer that was writing a script for a movie and I wrote Job's story, like all the things that he went through, I think the script would be thrown away. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> I think that they would have they would say this is too much. This isn't believable. This isn't real. Nobody goes through anything like this. Like I just feel bad right. for the guy. You know, the the things that he went through, and yet he goes and says he will fill your mouth with laughter. And, you know, pulling from that joy of the Lord allows us to, to still be able to laugh when when done properly, when we, we can, you know, know that the Lord knows that we know the score at the end of the game, so to speak, so we can pull from his joy.
1: Right, exactly. And, yeah, it's it's that's actually a great analogy, uh, you know, regarding the movie script because I don't think – the word laughter really belongs in the book of Job anywhere. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Clearly it does um, because God put it there. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it is interesting that the word laughter is used and not necessarily joy in this case. um, Yeah. Because it's, you know, laughter is that physical manifestation of of joy or happiness pouring out of you. Um, Yeah. And so, and that's something that God promises even above and beyond you know, joy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and humor and laughter and all that, it, it can absolutely be a coping mechanism. I remember uh, really random. S- I remember the first time uh, we had to put a dog down that we had, and I was in this just – this. I was at a loss. I, I didn't know how to cope with, you know, we had the dog, and then she goes away in a car ride, and then she's gone forever. And – I walked around the house Mm -hmm. and there's still, you know, her hair was still around the house, you know, where she had shed, you know, we were still sweeping that up. And I was just overwhelmed with this, this just mournful spirit. And I remember turning on, it would have been Cartoon Network or something a day or so later. And it it had been the first time that I had laughed since it Mm -hmm. had happened. And it was so therapeutic to just be able to laugh and and i think that in a lot of cases joy and laughter and humor can help us cope and and overcome times of mourning
1: and despair absolutely absolutely yeah i mean it's i mean right now you know it's it's good to get outside it's good to get moving and i mean it's in a, in a similar way you know you want to be active and get your blood pumping, you know, and maybe lift weights or go for a run or what have you and and be active. It, it nourishes your body in a similar way that laughing can nourish or activate um, the soul really. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite joke? (laughs) Ooh, my favorite joke. Uh, That's tough because I'm I have kind of a sadistic sense of humor, <laughs> oh, <wait>. so <laughs> and it's a little bit, <laughs> I'm a little sarcastic sometimes. Um, I kind of have that sense of humor that needs to, to, you know, to feed off of, not not in a negative way, that sounds terrible, not like a vampire or what have you, but, <laughs> um, you know, feed off of the conversation at hand and, and, and play off of other people. So I tend more toward the, uh, the sarcasm and <laughs> sadistic side, oh, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I,
0: I, I, you know, it's funny. The, the stand-up comedians that I appreciate the most, and the fun, really the funniest people that I appreciate the most, aren't the ones that, that say the most offensive things in the world. You know, th- There was a time in my life where I would think that, um, that those things were funny and, and they were entertaining. And, you know, you laugh at just the absurdity of the things that some people would say. But the observational humor, you know, just I see this happen – and it's it's funny because it's absurd, and I think that that's something that humor, in a lot of cases, can can bring out. Um, you know, one of the verses that you you sent was Psalm two four, and it says, "He who sets, sits in the heavens laughs; the Lord holds them in derision." And that derision is just this. Uh, you mentioned it means mockery or ridicule, and if you read the verses before that, it's talking about man in war you know you know nations going to war against one another and here it's talking about the lord laughing or almost mocking or ridiculing man at war (laughs) with man (laughs) you know and just this this idea that we're we're all human we're all we may speak different languages or, or have like a line on a map that indicates that we're we're different but the lord laughs at our our pridefulness that we have to go to war at one another and this is to me this was a great example of just this God might have a little bit of an observational humor.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this was actually, I mean, of, of the verses that I, you know, spent some time meditating on and, and praying into in preparation for the podcast. This was one of my favorites because it does, like I said, it aligns with, you know, kind of my sarcastic or <laughs> dark sense of humor in yeah. a way. Um, because it's hilarious. I mean. We're we're I I I picture this as you know the America's funniest home videos of heaven, or maybe you know it's heaven's <laughs> funniest home videos. Like, we've got you know a one military unit over here and one over here, and God's like, look at their spears. That's hilarious. How adorable <laughs> are they down there? <laughs> yeah. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so you've mentioned it a couple times, and I think the meat and bones of what I wanted to talk about today is something that in some circles is a little controversial in some circles is something that we should absolutely never do. And in some it's, well, it, it has a place and that's sarcasm. Um, I, I think sarcasm, especially as, as men and Midwesterners, it's, it's part of our, it's how we speak. It's how we communicate. It's culturally normal to be sarcastic. Um, absolutely. And you know, people, people point to, um, Ephesians five, four as this, you know, we got to avoid foolish talk and you can't sarcasm. You, you just can't be sarcastic. And, and, I, and I think there's times and places for sarcasm. And I, I definitely understand the, the dangers of it, but, uh, what are your thoughts on sarcasm as a believer?
1: Yeah. So I, I think we align pretty closely. I mean, um, I use sarcasm quite a bit, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's hilarious. it's, funnier to see, you know, people's responses (laughs) to, you know, depending on how dry you can get. But, um, you know, it has a place. Um, it also is, you know, it's kind of a tightrope to walk. Um, because I think sometimes it can, it can cut in a negative way. It can, um, it can hurt people. Um, I was reading a book or I've been reading a book, um, about climbing Mount Everest and, um, one of, the, uh, one of the mountains that they're climbing, or one of the ridges, I guess, is what they call a knife ridge, and that's a, a ridge up in the mountains that's, you know, less than 12 inches or, or 20 inches wide. It's a ridge where literally okay. you have to take, you know, your right foot on one side of the edge and your left foot on the other side of the edge, and it's kind of on that 45 degree angle, and so you're kind of waddling up this, you know, this edge, and, you know, it's if you slip even a, a half inch either way, you're going to fall, you know, on either side and, and humor in a way is, is, or sarcasm in a way is, is kind of along the same, same lines it's, it's, it's a narrow ridge to walk. Um, you could hurt yeah. people, but it's also, I mean, if it's timed right and it's, it's, uh, you know, not, not hurting of others, it's, it's pretty great.
0: Yeah. You know, I think if, if I was a missionary from another culture, you know, if I was a missionary from, I, I don't know, just South America, and I came to to Michigan. I came to Fenton, Michigan to be a missionary to Fenton, Michigan. I think it would be important for that person to understand sarcasm. It would be un- important for them to be able to communicate with sarcasm because it's 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 how we speak to one another. But I remember a time I, I was at a, a, a gym that I used to go to, and one of the, the trainers or the coaches, whatever, um, she was really particularly hard on my form and everything and it was great i really appreciated it it was mm-hmm. i actually looked forward to her being the coach because she corrected me more so than everyone else and i'm i I'm, i can be bitingly sarcastic to people that i know and people that i like and that's if if i'm sarcastic with you that's gen, generally um either nine nine times out of ten it's because I like you and, and it's just it's fun to banter. I, I just enjoy that. I like to laugh. Right. and make fun of you know, just whatever. And and she had corrected my form and I said, Man, I I don't know what day every time I do something I feel like you're critiquing me as like this sarcastic tone. But I didn't know her well enough to realize how sensitive she would have responded to that situation. And for as long as I, I continue to go to that gym, she did not correct my form one time after I said that. Oh wow, yeah. Because so using that sarcasm not knowing it even though my heart was in a like I it was it was a, almost a compliment. You know, it's kind of right. like when you your friend gets a new jacket and it's like, "Oh man, you you don't look fat in that." You know, you're you're complimenting <laughs> them by by being sarcastic. And and I had, that was my intention, but because I didn't know her well enough, it was it was this it was literally the worst thing that I possibly could have said. And Great. You know whatever form of friendship that I had had with that individual at the time, it was thrown away because i did i didn't know, I knew them less than I thought I did, and that's the danger of sarcasm. The danger of sarcasm is that you know it's this it's a knife that can that can be used to sharpen, but at the same time it can cut someone wide open and and they may never recover emotionally because of it. exactly yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that leads me to this uh, this Spurgeon quote. He says, "We must conquer some of us, especially, which I love. I, that's a nice little. Some of us, especially, <laughs> need to conquer our tendency to levity. You know, uh, some of us, I think, present company included, need to conquer this need to always be funny. Uh, a great distinction exists between holy cheerfulness, which is a virtue, which is what we kind of let into." Um, and that general levity, which is a vice, there's a levity, which is not, has not enough heart to laugh, but trifles with everything. Flippant, howl, unreal. A hearty laugh is no more levity than a hearty cry. You know, th- so mm-hmm. what are some, some things that you do to, um, you know, or things that you'd like to do better that to help you, um, conquer your tendency to levity? Cause it's, I definitely think it's something that I need to work on.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um I'm definitely too too quick of too quick with my tongue sometimes. You know, I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't always uh think out uh completely what I'm about to say um and not really taking, you know, present company um into account when I'm about to say it. Um Yeah. You know, I think that's the um the frivolity side that he's he's kind of talking about. Um, where you know you're kind of just gonna snap off, um, you know, a joke here or there, and then you look to your right and you realize you've deeply offended somebody. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. you know don't don't you know for, for don't for the sake of timing of being in, in your sarcastic joke or what have you, <laughs> or in, in language, uh, don't don't forsake you know hurting somebody. I guess so. That's something yeah. that I definitely need to work on. Is is being aware, I guess, of, yeah. you know, different backgrounds and, um, you know, different emotions of others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so. So growing up, I, I had a I had a brother. A young, I have a younger brother. I mean, I, I growing up, I did. And I still do, too. I have a younger brother and, uh, and a <laughs> that's cousin <good. laughs> that's a year older than me. Um, and they were both hysterical hysterically, painfully, gut-wrenchingly funny. They were the funniest people and still are to the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Just, They were just the funniest people in the world. And I was the middle child of my cousin and my brother. I was the oldest in my family, but out of the three of us, I was the middle child. And I wanted nothing more, nothing more than to be the funny guy. It was just because they were that. And when you make someone laugh, there's nothing more... Like it's almost this addictive feeling. I see why stand-up comedians put themselves through the horror that is being on the road for stand-up comedy, um, because right. it's such a such a rush, and that even to today has has turned into this need to always be funny and to always look for the first opportunity to to crack a joke to make someone laugh. And just like the word of the Lord can be used as a sword that sometimes we just don't know how to use, and we just we, we scratch and claw and cut people in the gut, thinking that we're, we're wielding the sword of the, the word of the Lord. I think our tongue and the way that we use humor can be done the same way. Um, but man, it's as dangerous it is as it is, it is the most fun thing to laugh in the entire world. It, it, there's nothing I can find more joy in than just having a great laugh with, uh, with friends and family and around a bonfire. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it makes you feel very alive, very awake. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. I, I love actually watching stand up comedians. Um, Netflix is my friend for this. John Mulaney is yep. hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched him much, but uh, he is he's one of my favorite stand up comedians. And okay, the self deprecating humor that sometimes they can bring um, <laughs> it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I mean in terms of in terms of Christianity. You know, um, that's that's a really good point. I mean, in in Hebrews four twelve, it talks about, you know, the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates yeah. even to dividing soul and spirit. Um, and I think it's it can kind of be the same way. You know, with with humor, it's a double edged sword. It can it can cut to be hilarious. It can cut to to really tear people down. Um, and yeah. I think the you know the the difference in our language is that you know humor is one thing it's that's the the good sarcasm I guess or or the good humor. frivolity is something completely different. frivolity is that you know snap decision to make a joke just to be funny for the sake of being funny or to 100%. laugh something off and that's that's where we run into trouble
0: yeah, yeah, and you almost it's almost a pride thing that i'm going to be funny and I'm going to snap off this joke not caring who who's offended by it because I want people to know that I'm funny, that I want people to laugh at me, you know, without reading the room. And, um, yeah, humor, man. That's, it's, uh, it's a funny, you know, it's funny. I I wrote some examples down of Jesus and sarcasm, just, just as a way for me to prove my point (laughs) that Ephesians (laughs) five is not strictly talking about, um, is not at all. I don't think that Ephesians 5 is talking at all about sarcasm. So Ephesians 5, 4, if, uh, for those of you at home, it says, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, um, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And foolish talk and coarse joking, it, it's literally, so foolish talk is literally meaning um, someone that can turn everything into a double entendre or a, a sexual joke. So these are just, it's literally just talking about dirty jokes. And um, but I think that if we can use humor as a as an avenue or a vessel of building someone up, I, I think you know, or even sarcasm. You know, we've all had our first job. You know, where we were the the newbie, and you had the the seasoned vets that you had the guys that made your life miserable because they their life was miserable when they were young, and then there was the ones that mm-hmm. you know uh, sarcastically call you rookie or you know little fish or whatever it is and just give you these sarcastic comments just to hey you're a part of this team and we're going to make fun of you and that's part of it and i think those are the two sides of sarcasm that that we have to walk on
1: yeah absolutely kind of getting hazed you know if you're if you're a newbie like you say or (laughs) or you know acting out of maybe even insecurity sometimes or i know sometimes i do it because i i'm i'm one of those people that um I don't always enjoy awkward silences. Some people have very, you know, they have tough hearts like yourself. And I know Seth yeah. has mentioned that too, where they embrace the, uh, the awkward silence and, you know, you'll go the extra mile to, uh, to keep it up. I, I don't like it. So a lot of times yeah. I will, uh, you know, in that, you know, insecure or, or moment or what have you, you know, it's, it's easy to, to drop a line or, or what have you. And that's, yeah. that's one of those where I think it's, you know, maybe not. Maybe not the right call.
0: Yeah, man. For uh, for a, a podcast on joking, you are not funny at all today. This is way too serious. <laughs> <laughs> this is too serious. We have to step it up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, um, it's really you know we we really should have just come with our all of our favorite Bible jokes and and done that. Just just. Thirty minutes of strict nothing but Bible jokes, and and God, <laughs> like should, yeah. like how how Moses calls himself the most humble man to walk the earth,
1: <laughs> right? Is <my> <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I once read that uh, it was because after he died, um, Aaron went through and and went through his notes and went through everything that he had written, and through the Holy Spirit had added a few things, and you know it, that was something that Aaron had written down to, to explain who Moses was, but I I just, it's more fun for me to believe that Moses, the most humble man wrote that he was the most humble man. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That takes some, uh, that takes some confidence.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So um, anything else you wanted to add for, uh, for humor and levity uh, before we sign off?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh just one more thing. I'll leave I'll leave you with a quote that I was able to find from A. W. Tozer, which I think ties in pretty nicely to the Spurgeon quote. Um he said, Humor is one thing, but frivolity is quite another. Cultivation of a spirit can take nothing seriously is one of the great curses of society, and within the church it has worked to prevent much spiritual blessing that otherwise would have descended upon us. We have all met those people who will not be serious they meet everything with a laugh and a funny remark. This is bad enough in the world but positively intolerable among Christians. And I read that and I thought, ooh, that's that's deep. Leave it to Tozer to to kind of rip you rip you open there right in the heart, right? Um but I I also thought, I mean, it's it, it's a really good point, you know. Like we've like we've talked about today, you know, it's not always great to meet everything with a laugh and a funny remark but to, you know, really put some thought and some, um, heart into, you know, how we're communicating and are we using this strategically to, you know, build rapport with others or, you know, yeah. build a relationship or, 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 tear them down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice somber way to end today's podcast. Oh, so I went somber. That, this was about humor. No, <laughs> no, no. <it's, laughs> but, but I think so you know as i as i've been and thinking about and reading about and praying about humor and levity i i think none of my my tendency to make want to make people laugh that's never going to go away because the joy that the lord has given me in my life has has is something that's to me something that i want others to share in with and and part of that is getting them to laugh with me and find the absurdity of life because life is absurd the things that we take so so seriously will will perish (laughs) you know and be gone you know that you know when you know when a a person that's about to get married they stress about oh my gosh it's going to be six months before i have to wait six months before our wedding right but they're going to be married for the rest of their lives six months doesn't matter you know and and i love making fun of these things because life is absurd and um you know there's a quote by um yeah, there's a quote I know, and it's uh, your life is too hard. Don't take it seriously. <laughs> and and <laughs> I think that, that that's something that I just, uh, I've really enjoyed just bringing joy and humor and laughter. But, you know, to these quotes that we've read and these verses that we've looked at, I think it's important for us to know. That as long as the heart from which we're projecting those humor and those laughters and those jokes and that sarcasm is one of edifying, one of building up, one of love and not, you know, where I'm making a sarcastic comment that's really hiding an insult in, in a laugh. As long as we're doing those things, I think we're doing all right.
1: Exactly. I would totally agree with you.
0: So, well, that's, that's all we have for today. We're right, in, uh, right on the edge of time. Um, I have eight seconds to thirty minutes. So, um, my name is Ian. This that was uh, that was Keegan over there, and uh, this has been your Christian life, and we love you two thousand.